What's going on, everybody? This is James Grandmaster Facts Boyce, and this is another episode of the Facts Project. Today, very special guest, Frederick Little of Wiseacre Comics, creator of Magnus. Thank you for being here, sir. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. And for, for us to get this this interview together, we have to take in the notation that this man is very far away. He is in Italy right now. So the fact that we're even having this conversation internationally is a plus all its own. So once again, thank you for doing this. <laughs> um, I, now, in seeing this comic for the very first time, um, I got to say, the artwork out of this world Uh you definitely didn't shy away from the fact that the creation of the artwork and putting this comic book together was going to be top notch. Um, and talking about Magnus, um, we are talking about an intergalactic war and an abandoned prince reclaiming his birthright. If you could describe the story in a sense, a small summary of sorts, how would you do so? So I, I would tell you, think. Black Panther, circle mm-hmm. in a little bit of Invincible okay. into a sci-fi superhero-based comic series. Nice. That's Mac. Now, did, did you directly like uh, catch in, inspiration from Black Panthers? Because in 2018, there was, of course, a I get I'm going to say a ripple effect that happened in the Black indie comics community that calls for a lot of stories to be told that more so more than not would not have been told had not been for the success of Black Panther. It was more so an inspirational thought to where everybody feel like I've always had this story that I wanted to tell. And then this just more so proves that I could do it. So I I will tell you, I went to see Black Panther with my family and and going into the movie theater, there were just massive crowds, right? And you have people dressed up for the occasion. And I'm saying like just in awe. I'm wow. I'm like, wow, this is this is special. Mm-hmm. This movie has to mean something. It better be good, right? That's that's my thought process. Uh after we were done watching it, uh, we stayed back to just absorb the energy that came from that movie. When we when we walked out the theater, it was just people just talking, just expressing themselves. It was, I was just so awestruck, like, wow, a movie had this much of an impact. Uh, And I asked myself, you know, why? Why? It's something that the world didn't see coming, for one thing. Uh, It delved into a mythology that wasn't really captured on screen up until that point. And there was a lot of pride that was uh, taken from a lot of folks and everything, speaking to them and whatnot, uh, asking the question, what did you take from this movie? And it, the answer was, 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 this is me. This is my family. This is my life. This movie resonated and spoke to me. And it did in such a way that when I, when I left, uh, I had a story that I had shelved uh, that I kind of wrote back in my high school years. Never really thought about making it into a comic series or anything like that whatsoever. Uh, and it was my first entry to the comic world was a comma. Uh, and it dev into uh, a lot of African mythology. 
but I also had another comic series, Magnus. Mm-hmm. It did really, really deep into African mythology to the point to where I was like, you know what? I think I have something special here. And it reminds me so much of the world that they created for the movie Black Panther. And I asked myself, could I potentially do the same thing? Can I tell this story in a way that's very unique in itself to where it's different and it's its own little world? And so I did. Uh, uh, I sought out uh, a Nigerian-based artist, concept artist, uh, for my first couple of artworks. And I wanted really to capture, because I had the idea planted in my head and I knew what I wanted. Uh, I sketched up quite a few characters and everything, but for me to go to the source, a person that was rooted there, and to be able to bring that to life and be able to capture and see it and be able to portray that to my readers in the future and everything meant a lot to me. And so uh, Black Panther planted the seed of opportunity for me to create Magnus. Mm. Excellent, brother. Um, now, what got you into the Yoruba mythology? So, interesting story, right? Uh, 23 and me. Okay. <laughs> After Black Panther, uh, I, was, I was very interested into, you know, the roots of my family. Uh, I, I did a deep dive research for nearly three years of really uh, going to historical context on both my mom and dad's side of the family and everything, trying to figure out, you know, uh, really the background, the entire complex of who I am as an individual and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it took me all over the world, right? And some of it was rooted in Africa. And I was like, wow, I've never been there. I'm definitely going. Uh, and I, I have so much to learn. Uh, and in that in that research, it took me to places and stuff in Africa and everything that I continue to research to this day. And it, 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 it touched bases on trying to figure out, okay, let me learn more about that culture, that, that, that people and who they are, because this is, this is a part of me now. And to hopefully be able to share that with the world. Uh, and so as I started doing that research and everything, I remember uh, one Christmas morning, I got the families together. And I started showing them pictures. I started showing them, hey, look, this is my research. And they got so excited. Mm. And it was like, wow, this is this. You did this? I said, yes. I said, I wish I could do more. I just need answers and everything to be able to find the missing link to a lot of the questions and stuff I had. Uh, I felt, you know, uh, as, I, as I did the deep dive and everything, um, that those aspects of that culture and that mythology uh, meant something. And I asked an important question. Why hasn't this been picked up on or by the mainstream mm-hmm. to where it's viewed in a way to where it's interpreted and everything in the, the Western culture? Right. And it, was, and it wasn't there. And I said, I said to myself, you know what, maybe I can be uh, the person that bring it to the forefront uh, to maybe tell the story and everything to share it to where there is an audience that's 
really has been quiet to where I could bring their story to life and showcase their works and their culture in my society, mm. in my way, uh, and combining both worlds to where a comic fan and everything, comic reader, uh, will, will, will take that and appreciate it that much more. Yeah, for, for a lot of uh, a lot of kids that, of course, have gone on to high school, the first thing that you're introduced to within mythology, Greek, Greek mythology, Roman mythology, those are the things that you get taught of extensively about those gods and goddesses in detail that you wouldn't necessarily see out of the Yoruba or West African mythologies. And it's it's pretty ignorant to a lot of mythologies that are pretty much out there that we haven't had yet to see. I'm sure there's so many, even in the continent of Africa, that we haven't even touched on aside of the Yoruba mythology. But more so, when you wanted to incorporate it in this comic book and basically tell a story that maybe a lot of people have not yet seen as far as character detail, character design. You wanted to interpret a lot of these gods and goddesses in a very protective way that you wanted to basically, you wanted to showcase them and the truth beyond some of those characters that a lot of people have not never seen. Uh, how were you able to basically tr transfer a lot of those uh, a lot of those strengths and characteristics into your own characters. So, you, you know, uh, and this pertains to all of the characters and everything. All of the characters are, are very unique in their own little way. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, I, I did a lot of research into that mythology and everything to, to where uh, you would find that all of the gods and goddesses and everything might not be the same to where informal where they you know male or female there might be you know a god a goddess and everything that might be a god versus a goddess mm -hmm. in that aspect it's a little bit to where you know i wanted to fit the profile of the story uh but each one had their own narrative and that was very important to me uh to where the reader and everything maybe digest that content and 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 say you know what i can relate to that 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 that's pretty unique right there uh and it had to look the part too at the same time mm -hmm. and, and so we really captured and we did a detail, a detailed breakdown. And I think it was very important that you don't shortchange the reading everything on this aspect uh, of, of giving them the facts up front. I'm always transparent, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I want them to be able to resonate with those different characters and whatnot. Uh, and each character, uh, they're a link with one another in some capacity. So there's a story within a story. And, and so uh, hopefully over time and everything, Magnus would delve into kind of like a prequel stage to where, you know, hey, how did this come about? And then the comic series will capture that in like a little glimpse to give you a piece of snippet of how it came about and everything. And you had your aha moment. Uh, we have a lot of those in this series. Uh, it, it delves deep. Uh, I like to see it because, you know, in Nigeria, they would tell you uh, it's kind of like an out-of-body experience. Mm -hmm. uh, and that religion and everything uh, is, is very deeply, deeply rooted in the spiritual nature. And, and so 
you would see some things and stuff and you would, you would read some things that's kind of similar in Magnuson way and everything to where, you know, how he goes into, you know, training it, how he goes to unlocking certain powers and everything, you know, how he's able to, you know, transcend diverse, you know, various different dimensions and whatnot to be able to speak to the gods and goddesses and whatnot. And then to earn their respect, it's not going to be given to you. He has to earn it. And, and so, you know, over time and everything, you know, a lot of people actually, what, what is Magnus' power? Aha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, you would have to find out. Uh, because Magnus himself, he doesn't know as of yet. Right. And that's, that's something that would be addressed over time. Yeah. One thing that I come to find out just, just by reading like the story summaries is that um, Magnus more so this, this young man from Chicago uh, who is probably a little bit brash, maybe a little naive. And all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, he gets basically thrown into this intergalactic war, but it's more so that he's trying to get to know who he is and more so Thamos, the person that that is not more so than a warning, but as well as someone that's pretty much, I'm here to pick you up. It's more so your elders calling to you and showing you exactly who you are. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, so when I look at these three issues, um, just just basically through the story summaries, you're looking at origin in the first issue, you're looking at purpose in the second issue, and you're looking at fulfillment in the third. Um, how did you shape this story in such a way that, not to say that it happens quickly, but uh, the teachings of, of Samuels to Magnus and showcasing exactly who he is to where, you know, they feel like he is the only hope going forward, you know, and basically emboldening this planet, planet Nulion. Like, as far as like creating the personality of Magnus, where did that come from? So, you know, uh, Magnus is uh, his own person, right? Uh, He grew up in uh, a single parent home. You know, Mm -hmm. he didn't know his father. Uh, He only heard of stories and everything, right? And his mom didn't really give him the full story. It was kind of like to protect him in a way. Uh, and when when time would come, he would hopefully rise to the occasion and she would share the truth and everything with him. Uh, looking at Stamos, uh, Ragnus, uh, and Anik, these are three powerful characters. They're brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kind of you have like the, the Cain and Abel effect and everything in a way. There's okay. a little bit of a riff. Uh, and, and Stamos is the, the elder statesman. Uh, uh, Ragnus, you know, there's a little backstory thing there, how you, how you fled Julian because there was a kind of like a coup uh, with his younger brother who wanted to rise to power faster and he just couldn't wait. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of backstory there as well that we've dealt into. And so... Um, you would, you would, you would, and speaking in terms of, you know, planet Nulion and Earth, uh, they're much of the same, you know, in a way. Uh, however, Earth has the resources uh, that Nulion does not have. And, and so that's really the premise of the invasion and everything to really either destroy Earth or take it for its resources and everything which bring the, the gods and goddesses to the fray. 
because you have mm. these guys that got us like, hold up, time out player. You can't come on my turf. This is my world, and you cannot destroy it and everything, right? And so now there's a rift amongst the gods and the gods and everything. You might start looking at pieces of the puzzle and say, you know what? What's happening here? Is it going to be like an all-out war, even in this, this dimension, in this space and everything, this, this side of the world? Uh, you know, and, and so there's a lot happening. There's a lot of plots uh, that we have put out there for the readers to be able to, to digest. Uh, and then also there's a human form that's also incorporated. Uh, that the government plays a, a huge role in the life of Magnus. Uh, and, and that story is very unique in everything in a way. The, the cast of characters that's surrounding Magnus really does into who he is as a person that drives his personality. You will see a, a very unique relationship with him and Shantae, mm -hmm. uh, one of his best friends and everything. Uh, and I won't delve too too deep in there how we how we want to you know explore explore that relationship a little bit more in depth. Uh, but uh, one of the the biggest things that I took from when, when creating this world and, and delving deep into rich, deep storytelling. Uh, I look at Arrowverse, perfect example, right? Yeah. Multiple seasons and, 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 and series and everything of story arcs across the board. Uh, and I ask myself, how was they able to do it? How did they get to the point where they can just continue to continue to tell this story over and over and over time? And I'm like, hey, this is, okay, this is unique uh, because they developed the character and everything. They developed the relationships with those characters and those characters became a part of your lore. And, and so as we develop these characters and everything, they will each have a, a shared moment with a shared, a shared purpose that delves deep into you as a reader asking the question of the five whys. Mm -hmm. Why is this happening? And then you had the, the who, what, and how, and, you know, to get to a certain answer that you as a reader come up with versus me giving it to you mm, okay got you got you now uh when we're talking about planet Nulion, and there's been uh many interpretations of um uh, mystical and mythological cities and planets that are brought up in a lot of comic books whether it be krypton a place like wakanda wakanda a place like atlantis what was the general inspiration for planet Nulion? So I will give you a combination. You know, there there is a mix of Krypton and Wakanda and everything in there, right? And you would see a lot of the pictures and everything. You like right, right off the bat, we had one page we did, and one of the persons, you know, hey, man, look at that throne room. Wow, that's that's impressive. Mm -hmm. Like, hold up, time out. Is that Wakanda? I said no. You know, uh, at first, tell me, hey, is this more based on Superman? Uh, you know. Kind of that style, and I said, yes, it's it's a mix of of, of both and everything. But Nulion is its own little world, uh, and you would delve deep into uh, a lot of uh, the investment in technology, yeah, and, and and why they're going about trying to uh, take over planets, take over worlds, and everything, because they need the resources to continue to enhance their technology, mm -hmm. uh, and, and so. You know, Earth has a vast amount of resources 
that's available to them and everything, to take them where they want to go with their technology or whatnot, uh, to be uh, really, you know, the rulers. They want to oppress people. They want to be the one authority uh, that, that, you know, oversees, you know, these worlds and whatnot. And they dictate how they, you know, were able to uh, uh, supply them in a way with those resources and stuff. And, and so, like I said, at the end of the day, New York, New Leon plays a very important part. Uh, it, it would showcase uh, a, a different light, a different aspect of uh, the very different dimensions and everything. We all talk about what is what else is out there. Is there anything other than just Earth and everything that we know about, right? right. Um, well, we're going to explore that. You know, I'm, I love Star Trek. Uh, you know, uh, that's one of the things I took into you know into consideration. Everything Star Wars, the whole nine yards. And, uh, you know, I wanted to delve into what's the possibility, you yeah. know, uh, what's potential and everything. And, and, and so what do we face uh, being in the military and everything? We were talking about, you know, different adversaries and stuff like that or whatnot. Uh, and I took that aspect of, 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 of war to where, you know, I look at Stamos and he's a general uh, and he, he, he command these armies and he has never lost a battle. Why? Mm -hmm. Why hasn't he lost the battle? Who has been on his side his entire time and everything? Who has gave him this source of energy, this power to transcend to where he can defeat you with just a single blow and everything, right? Uh, and he has a story and everything in itself. And that that kind of like does into the miscreants. Uh, the miscreants is a, a unique uh, collective uh, of, of characters and everything. Uh, but again, they're, they're their own little individuals and stuff. They have backstories as well. And there's there's rifts that's growing uh, between them uh, to where they consider, you know, when you look at Stamos, I always say everybody when I write, uh, everybody asks me about my writing style. Uh, I start with the end first to give you a snippet of what it, okay. what it could. Uh, and then I will tell you to now take you to the story and everything. Uh, and that's kind of the, the aspect that we did with Stamos. Uh, it was... I will tell you, I had a very hard time writing his his portion of the story because readers are going to have a, a a hard time as well as you know they receive a shock moment, right? Uh, to why would you do that? I, I asked myself the same thing, right? I won't I won't give it away. Uh, so I think the last thing I say, you know, I think Stamos plays a, a very significant role in starting the story of Magnus, uh, and, and really, uh, if it's not for him. Uh, we wouldn't be able to uh, tell the story of Magnus uh, and give the, the, the series and everything to the readers to be able to digest. And, right. and, and so to have a character that profound in that way uh, uh, and the way we, we wrote him and everything in that aspect, I think is, is very critical to this comic series. Definitely. Now, now the way I'm looking at it, uh, you're somebody who, uh, of course, is an... Uh, was an active veteran at one point in time, or, or still is, correct? Still, still in the military. Still in the military. Me, myself, I, I was an airman for four years. When you have a, uh, when you when you already have a military mind, you tend to, uh, for, for somebody that builds those characters in that sort of way, you already know what that mindset is. You knew how to build Stamos, uh, Stamos in a certain certain type of light. And for him to be a general, somebody that has not lost a war, you already know that he's strategic, that he's articulate, he's intelligent, and he doesn't play. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. 
So um, when it comes to, and I'm not going to call him a, a new recruit or anything like that, but the thing is, I know from uh, my upbringing in the military is that you see a young, feeble mind that can be shaped into exactly what you needed to be in order to get the job done. It may take a few years out of a, a, a few years, whether it's boot camp, tech school, whatever, whatever it is to get them incorporated in a job in which they're going to complete the mission. But at the end of the day, your discipline gets changed. Uh, your pronunciation gets changed regardless of your way of life. And then all of a sudden you turn into a totally different person, regardless of how many years you were in the military, a year, two to 20. Exactly. You know, I, I was uh, an MTI, military training instructor. Uh, uh -huh. and, and so uh, that's, that's great that you brought that up and everything, right? Because a lot of that, some of that, you actually see uh, some of me, you know, in that stories and, you know, in this particular character, which is his father and everything, mm -hmm. uh, to where uh, Magnus would have to transform. Uh, He's not going to be able to, you know, conform right away and everything, but he just had to figure out a way to transform himself to be something bigger. Uh, and he's going to reach deep down to find that spark and everything. And it's going to be very interesting to find out what that spark is that unlocks his powers. Uh, and that's, you know, hopefully we capture over, over the, the course of the series and everything, because I, I don't like trying to give you all of it up front, all at once and whatnot. Uh, and that's, that's why, you know, we kind of decided on a way forward for how to present this material to our audience. Uh, and the question was, do we, give, do, we, do we just give one comic book? Well, my mindset, uh, and this is a kind of like what I took my, from my big brother, who, was, who got me to come and everything early on. Uh, and also my mindset about you know, the enjoyment of the 80s and 90s, the, those cartoons and everything, of the Transformers, G.I. Joe's, the Thundercats, mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, the X-Men, uh, even the Dragon Ball Z's and stuff, when the boondocks, what really drove me to figure out a solution was that mindset, when a new episode came about, I couldn't wait to see that episode. Yeah, I had to have, you know, Saturday morning and everything, guess what? Mom said, hey, clean the house, house cleaning and everything. We're coming to TV. We're going to go grab a bowl of cereal. We're sitting in front of the TV and everything, wait for our favorite cartoons to come on. And we remember the last episode. So we're sitting there waiting. And they give us a replay of the last episode, a snippet and everything of it. And we're like, let's get it on. Mm -hmm. and, and so to me, when the reader take in the first issue of Magnus, I wanted to be able to put it down and say, you know what? <laughs> I have to read the next issue. What's going on here? Mm -hmm. I can't wait and, until, you know, months after months after months and everything uh, to put this in your hands. Uh, and, and so that's one of the reasons why we decided to go with the entire volume uh, versus just one issue at a time. Uh, because uh, I remember, you know, having that moment to have to wait till the next week or so to see a new episode and everything. Uh, and hopefully over time and everything, we have to worry about doing that to where you have this book ready to go. So once you finish issue one and everything, and you have digested, and we will have a step to work on the website and everything, uh, there will be a form to be able to digest this material, to be able to discuss it, 
ask mm -hmm. questions and everything. Uh, uh, I have to give credit to Devin R. Scott, uh, one of my co-writers and whatnot. Excellent uh, editor, by the way. When I, when I pitched this, this comic series to him, and I gave him uh, outline, uh, my, my summary, uh, uh, portions of the first issue and everything, I said, Devin, um, you know, you wrote a couple of issues for me for ages done. And that was kind of like a test bed. I wanted to see your writing style. Right. And I think, we kind of, I think we kind of relate in a way. Uh, and I have been following you and watching your work. You probably haven't noticed this and everything, but I think we can bounce ideas off each other and everything and get in a state of mind to where we can feed off of it and create a world that's very different and unique uh, that no one has ever seen before and bring it to life. Uh, and I have a story that I've never showed anyone mm -hmm. that you know I have been working on for quite a bit and everything. It's fully developed, uh, but I need the right people on it. And so I, had to create, I wanted to create this team. And, and so uh, I have to go back a little bit because this is how this madness really came about to forming uh, Magnus himself. Uh, I, I met Tyler Morton uh, from the Antagonist series and everything. Godhood comes. And I remember sitting down with him and everything, and I was showing him some of my work. And I was, you know, uh, uh, he said, Fred, uh, I'm, I'm going to be bluntly honest with you. And this trying to drive the art style and the high quality of Magnus the way it sits today uh, for people to see and everything. He said, when you when I open your coming book, your covers look outstanding. But what's inside it, you lied to me. Mm -hmm. You told me a lie. This ain't gonna cut it. Now, as an individual coming to the comic world and everything, right? Anybody can say, you know what? That's a slap in the face. Right. And, and took that feedback and said, you know what? F you, whatever, I'm gonna continue to do my thing. Right. Instead, I took that as constructive feedback, criticism, and everything of, hey, I can improve, but how do I go about doing it? And in doing so, I had to go out there, I had to find a creative team uh, that can bring my vision to life. Uh, and like I said, you know, between my, my concept artist, my lead artist, Bruno, uh, my co writer, Devin, uh, my cover, my, my colorist, oh my goodness, uh, 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 KB, King Bowler, Ever Phillip is just, just amazing, just amazing. Uh, and he really captures the, the actual element that's very important with the unique uh, to Magnus himself. Uh, this story does not happen without my creative team in mm -hmm. place. Um, and, and so, we feed off of each other and everything. And so when I present a script to my, my artists and the feedback I get is this script is amazing. Or when Devin edits my script and everything and he comes back with just one page and edits and stuff, I knew we had found the, 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 the magic formula. I'm like, okay, this is, this is gonna be good. This is perfect. Right. I have read my script and I read it weekly on weekends. Uh, every time, and the reason why I do this is because I want to be able to, to, to sense the feeling that, hey, this is the same feeling I had when I was a kid, uh, waking up and going to get the newspaper and everything on Sunday, talking up to the Sunday fundies and, 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 and see uh, the boondocks and everything in, in the, the black and whites and the grays 
and to be able to get that and digest that material and everything and, and be fulfilling or to sneak into my brother's room and grab a comic book and everything, go back into my bedroom, get into cover with flashlights and sitting there reading it. Oh my goodness. And wait for me to get the next coming book so I can read it again. Yeah. Uh, those things and stuff I think we're missing uh, from the coming community. Uh, and hopefully I want the next generation uh, of kids coming up and everything to be able to find that spark and have comics and everything they, they can relate to uh, that really drives that notion of these storytelling that they can resonate with. Uh, and, and so um, this is not possible. I have to give kudos and shout out and everything to my, my team uh, for a job well done. Uh, we, we have brought this to life. Uh, the campaign is doing great. Uh, and I can't wait to get it into your hands. Definitely. I, I appreciate that wholeheartedly. Now, when you tell me that you basically have these first three done and more so that the campaign is going to f- fulfill the fact that we're going to get three issues right away, how much of this story is already written? Uh, <laughs> so we have, uh, when I outline everything, I outline it for 12 issues, right? Uh, uh, Right now, because we 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 added, and I hate doing this to myself because I'm I'm, I'm kind of like a perfectionist in a way, right? Mm-hmm. It's my cardinal. Everything has to be perfect. Uh, and I when I go back and I read something and everything, I'm like I'm missing something here. I need to add something here. And so with the first issue, we had to go back and add ten pages. Oh, because uh, there was so much. I was like, you know what? I want to be able to flesh out. The miscreants and get in their time to shine too if I have any holes in there. Uh, but also uh not make Stamos look so weak and everything, uh and showcase his powers at the same time too. Then also we we have these photos out there on on on, on social media about these guys and goddesses where they in the story. Right. And so we have to go back and make sure we added those and everything and everything too to it. Uh to we we added 10 additional pages to the script. Uh to, to kind of like, you know, fill those those gaps in the story. Uh, but right now, uh, seven issues are fully scripted, fully ready to go. Uh, and we're working on five additional issues uh, once the campaign is wrapped up that has already been sketched out, uh, outlined, ready to go and everything to start writing. Uh, myself and Devin, uh, we take pretty much the brunt, the workload, and everything, collaborating back and forth on uh, the writing for both all all of the next five issues. Uh, we don't know how much more. Uh, I'm just going to say that there's a lot. Okay. <laughs> there's a lot of, of madness to explore, and it won't it will end at issue number twelve. Uh, this is a uh, uh, it's only little universe and everything in itself. Uh, you know, there is a family dynamic that we're going to tell and explore as well that comes to play. Uh, we're going to give it to you all. And, and we're not going to shortchange anyone. And, and that's why when people are so, so surprised at the way this coming book look, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why, because I don't want to shortchange the, the person that's buying the book, the person that's making this investment in me to get them a story and everything that they can get something out of it that's valuable to them. And, and so uh, just like us collecting comic books and everything, uh, it resonates with us. Uh, we have the 
the Alan Moores, the Jack Kirby's, Kirby's the Stan Lee's, uh, Chris Claremont's and everything. Uh, I would tell you three uh, profound writers that had an impact on me uh, writing-wise uh, mm -hmm. that changed my mindset uh, on bringing Magnus into life. Uh, Aaron McGruder, Boondocks. Yep. Uh, uh, Dwayne McDuffie, Static Shock, Static um, the milestone mission, all the whole nine yards. Uh, one, I see the book back there that you have on the shelf and everything. Uh, and a lot of people probably don't know about this. This this coming series, they should, because this is one of the best series I've read in a very very long time. Uh, Brandon Thomas, excellence. Oh yeah. Um, I can pull that up right. Story. Oh, <laughs> uh -oh. oh no. <laughs> it's all right. I was gonna pull yeah. it down anyway, <laughs> but see, see what this book does. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That that story, that comic series, and everything. Uh, uh, I read that book front to back, back to front. Uh, before I sort of decided, you know what, I'm going to finish Magnus uh, because uh, the way he wrote it uh, and and gave it different light with the relationship between the father and the son uh, really had a profound impact yeah. on me. Uh, and I was like, you know, uh, that reminded me so much of my dad, you know. I, younger, I didn't want to listen to him and everything. Absolutely. You know, and older, older now, as I get, I want to talk to him all the time. And see that the guy that's that, you know, that knowledge and everything from him. Um, and he makes me wiser. Uh, and, and so the way to capture that and the story and everything made it resonate in a way to where it reaches the person's soul to where they look into themselves and reflect on their life. Uh, to me, that's writing. That's writing one-on-one. Uh, and that book had a profound impact on me. Uh, and I like to give people their flowers, you know, when at that moment. Uh, and Brendan Thomas, job well done. Outstanding coming book series. Uh, definitely enjoy it. Uh, so, but... I just can't wait to, you know, have the reason to, to digest and explore this world of Magnus. Uh, there's a lot, like I say, you know, I, I think uh, Reese would definitely come to love Shantae and her story. Uh, she, she offers a different personality, uh, uh, similar in a way to Magnus, but they feed off each other. Uh, and, and, and so they would have a very unique relationship and everything over the course of the series. Definitely. So, Finally, like, uh, what what would what would you say would set uh, set this book apart as to most quintessential superhero stories that are out there on the market today? I think the premise, you know, uh, uh, every comic book and everything has this their own little niche and everything. Uh, like I said, for me, uh, to bring African lore to the forefront and make it one of the central plots of our story to maybe tell it and, and share the world of Magnus to the world, uh, to be able to showcase the talents and everything that's based and rooted in Africa. Uh, they don't get the highlight and the limelight often. Uh, uh, I can't wait to show, you know, the readers and everything, the credit page uh, mm -hmm. within the coming. And they see my concept artists and, his artwork, you know, showcase 
uh, I have a lot of followers that's that's based in Africa, that's based in Nigeria and everything, mm -hmm. that uh, that's, that's constantly emailing me, that's constantly messaging me saying, thank you, uh, we need this, this has yet to be, this has yet to be done. Uh, yep. Finally, a comic that I can look at and it represents me. Right. To me, that means so much more uh, than just giving just the, the, the same old, same old. Uh, Magnus is different is because we tell a story that is untold. It's mm. yet to be told. And now is the time for us to tell it. And we're going to tell it. Uh, we're going to tell it in a way to where it's strictly, you know, for a comic audience. Right. And it's going to be a story and everything that resonates because you have yet to hear it. True. True. And that's matters. Definitely. Well, brother, I appreciate you doing this with me. Uh, Aside from half my comics falling all over the back, <laughs> I feel like this was a great conversation. You know, uh, uh, I, for one, I want I want this book in my hands. I'm glad that I was able to uh, contribute to the campaign, and I only wish a lot of people who are, who are putting these books out uh, for the very first time, and for us to basically see Magnus forefront is definitely a must. Uh, Tyler said it best when I, when I talked to him, Tyler from Godhood, he was like, the art separates a lot here, but the storyline is just so imaginable and it just, it takes you somewhere else. So I appreciate the job that you're doing and I wish you nothing but the best on, on, on this campaign. Cause it's still going forth. I think you got like another 10 days left, right? We have, uh, right now we have 12 days left for the campaign. Uh, we're working hard behind the scenes. You know, COVID happens and everything. I was down for a little bit. Uh, the team picked me up. Uh, one of my artists and everything went down as well. Uh, you know, we're working behind the scenes to get the covers and everything out. Uh, so we already had the variant covers on the site for everybody to see. Like I said, I, I like to be transparent. Yeah, so I saw that today. And yeah. so I, I want everybody to see the content that we're giving out and everything. And that's what makes us different for Pixar and whatnot, right? Uh, I'm not going to surprise you. I want to show you what we have to offer. Uh, so that way you know what you're getting. And then, you know, and then hopefully here in the next couple of days and whatnot, uh, all of my covers right now are with my colors. Uh, KB is finishing those up uh, and his, his magic touch to me and everything. And so we have the regular issues, issues one, two, and three covers, ready to go finalize everything to showcase uh, and those are going to be fantastic. Uh, so stay tuned. Uh, 12 days left. Hope to finish out strong. Uh, we want everybody to so support, uh, but we know we have, we, we have to earn it. And we hope that, you know, what we're doing is showcasing right now that we do earn your support. Definitely. So uh, last but not least, if anybody wanted to get their hands on Magnus or any future properties that Wiseacre Comics is going to be putting out, how can they get a hold of you and how can they get in touch with you in order to get that book in their hands? So once the campaign ends, uh, we'll be focusing everything on uh, the backers, make sure that they know we have ready, everything ready to go. Uh, uh, because, you know, January 1st next year, uh, Magnus is going to release to the world. Uh, uh, that volume is going to consist in everything of, uh, and it's going to be ready to go. Uh, that's our goal. 
Uh, I know the print, the printers and everything are working hard and everything behind the scenes, make sure they have paper ready to go. Uh, but after that, uh, if if you want to purchase the book after the fact and you, you didn't pledge, you can go to the website, which is www.wiseacre.us. Okay. Uh, you can go to the site and everything. And if not, you can see, you can hit me a message on, on my Twitter, uh, Wise Acre Comics, on Instagram, uh, uh, on Facebook. Uh, I would definitely respond. Uh, uh, and if it's just a, a couple of days here now, I would definitely respond back to you. Uh, but you can find a lot of our content and everything about our other comic series, uh, such as the comma, age is done, uh, the meadows, uh, crisis across the board. Uh, we have several IPs out there and I can show that to the world as well. That's great. Uh, brother, I wish you nothing but the best. And I hope that hopefully someday the next con season that you're able to be over here on the U.S. side so you can physically put books in people's hands at a lot of these conventions. Because I feel like you, your book definitely needs to be out there a lot more. The Kickstarter, of course, is up in the next 12 days. For James Grandmaster Facts Voice, Frederick Littles, live from Italy. Thank you for being here. And we are out. Mm -hmm.